this podcast. Might have bad words because my daddy says words like s, and other bad words too much. Listener description is advice. Welcome to another episode of the Detox Podcast, a podcast for dads, where dads talk about life, kids, and stuff. We are your hosts. Hi, everybody. I'm Galarn. Uh, I'm Joe. And I am John, trying to bring the energy back <laughs> up after Galarn immediately submarined us. I don't know. I had something I was going to say, and that caught me by such surprise that I was like, I, 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 no, Joe, I, I, who am I again? I, I've been doing that, and then Ellie will be like... Hi, everybody. And she's trying to do the voice. And she'll be like, Daddy, Daddy, do the, Hi, everybody. <laughs> because it's funny something that she finds funny. <laughs> well, all right. All right. So I was, just, uh, I was just sharing a little bit of my kids' joy with you guys, and you just crapped all over it. Hashtag kids' joy crap. Kids' joy crap. <laughs> kids' joy crap. So, guys, we have another killer episode up for you, because if you were one of the people lucky enough to hear part one of this interview last <laughs> week, I'm sure you have been waiting all week to once again... Make it to Monday to hear this awesome conclusion to our interview with Charlie Herschel. Charlie Herschel, which right. some people may know from his uh, stint on Survivor. Yes, that is correct. Uh, season 17, Gambon. Yes. Gabon. Gambon was uh, Dumbledore. Uh, Gamb- oh, Michael Gambon. <laughs> or whatever. Season 17, Gambon, where they fight against the actor who played Dumbledore. Uh, like, hashtag Survivor Gambon. Re- wait, hashtag Replacement Dumbledore? Replacement Dumbledore, that's right. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Uh, All right, Survivor anyways, Gambon, if you've made right. it through our annoying intro, you're in for a treat, because last episode uh, that we released a week ago, Charlie tells us the story of how him and Kent decided to go for with surrogacy. And the whole process from there leading up to the moment that they have received the call, that labor's happening, they have been FaceTimed in to see the the live birth, and now they're on a plane to South Dakota to meet their newborn infant daughter for the first time. That is right. So that is where we're going to pick up, uh, and... Charlie kind of goes from there and takes us through what the process has been for the first four months of, of her life and, and uh, what it's been like being a dad. So uh, a lot of great insights. Uh, once again, Charlie, thank you for joining us for this. I'm sure uh, you as a dad listening are going to take away some cool insights from this. So we will be right back with part two of our interview with Charlie. All right, uh, last week we talked to Charlie about the beginning and the surrogacy and the process between him and Kent and getting their new daughter, Benet. And so when we last left it, they were flying out to South Dakota to meet their new daughter. So, Charlie, first of all, I want to welcome you back to the Detox Podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. And uh, so now we want to really dive into what was the what was the first, what was the moment like? Um, man, I'm really like... This no, is no, a you've wrong start. No, know, right? no, no, you you got the call. Yes, you got, you the, got call, the call. You find out, out. Okay, okay, the surrogate's going into labor. Um, you actually get to FaceTime the birth, 
as you told us last time, and then you you and Kent are on a plane to another state to go meet your your newborn uh, baby daughter. So pick it up from there and let us know what that experience was like. Sure, it was completely surreal because you we had been thinking about that day for years uh, and working towards that day, and it just seemed it just seemed like completely surreal we obviously didn't weren't able to sleep that night before our flight and so we were tired but in a great way um and then going to meet our daughter just felt like it wasn't real um but we were overjoyed i remember crying on the plane out there that's awesome what was it like holding your daughter for the first time Uh, again it was just surreal like it i couldn't believe that that was our daughter. I think there was probably because we weren't dealing with the whole pregnancy. It was kind of like, wait, what? Like it just, (laughs) even though it's (laughs) forever, it felt like it happened so fast because we didn't have that sort of like build up of being pregnant and growing each day. Right. Wow. That is crazy to me. So what was the, the process? Like, did you guys stay at the hospital for the couple of days that they were there? When did you guys get to leave with, with your daughter? Sure. So we were in South Dakota and we stayed in the hospital for two nights. Um, the hospital was amazingly nice and generous to us. They were so excited for us to be there. They, in New York, no one would have been excited at all. And there's like very little space near us where we live. Um, and the people who give birth, like give birth in basically like closet sized rooms. South oh, Dakota was the total opposite. It was like to us what seemed like very luxurious bedrooms that were bigger or rooms that were bigger than our bedroom bigger than our apartment <laughs> even um and the nurses were like so excited they said we, they don't get people like us around ever in their hospital and they were they were just very eager to meet us and sort of hear our story and accommodate us so we had a separate room for just kent and myself and then benet as well and then jennifer had her room and jennifer spent the first night because she gave birth oh i shouldn't have probably given out her name although i'm not thinking about her last name i think that's okay she gave birth um in her own we can room. edit that out it's fine okay she gave our surrogate gave birth in her own room and um i'm not sure where benet slept that first night um when she because she gave birth around 11 p.m so she probably okay. slept in the nursery gotcha yeah she might have yeah, she might have roomed in. I know some hospitals do room in with the with, with the mom. Sorry, I'm thinking out loud at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so after that, yeah. yeah so <laughs> after that first night, what was the process like? While well, you guys are still at the hospital, so we were maybe delinquent parents. So the very first night we were there, we we let the baby sleep in the nursery because we had been exhausted from staying up the whole night before. I know. Sure. Parent life, you're exhausted no matter what. But um, so we <laughs> we we actually slept like eight hours that very first night, um, and then our experience is just so different from an experience of like um, a woman who gives birth. I remember we both went running that day. We took turns running. You know, neither of us were recovering from labor, um, and we spent the whole day obviously um, with Benet during you know all waking hours. That's awesome. What um. So you guys were there for all of the the checks, the routine checks and the the ointments and all the regular stuff, routine stuff that they do in the hospital. Was that, I don't know, I remember the when my daughter was born and all of it was brand new and being like excited about every little thing. What was, 
do you guys feel that excitement and and well, of course you did. I don't know why I'm asking this is an obvious question, but I guess what was what was um I guess what I'm trying to think is what was uh, your whole feeling? Because I know when I was a new parent, my whole thought was just like, I don't know, my whole thinking and my whole way of life kind of changed and shifted to what I thought was important is different now because I have this tiny person that I'm responsible for. Yeah, I remember. I don't know if I thought, oh, my whole life is different, but I remember thinking like <laughs> I've never felt this way before. I've never yes. been as excited as I am right now. Um, and we were just completely overjoyed we were a bit out of sorts i mean we were in a state we'd never been in a hospital right. it just felt like a different country in a sense like the people were just it was just like a different uh pace than we were used to sure. um and, and we we had at the end of this uh the requirement to fly home so we were sort of like working on logistics that normal people probably don't have to work on fortunately we were able to fly home 48 hours later which we didn't anticipate being able to fly home so early wow. with such a yeah. small baby that's awesome. And then what was that process like when you brought her back to uh, your place for the first time? It was, well, there were no direct flights, so we were very nervous. <laughs> People say don't even go on the subway with, like, a one-month-old. And not only were we, we were with, like, a 48-hour-old uh, <laughs> going on two planes through, like, Chicago airport. Um, wow. So it was, wow. and we're obviously new parents, so we're, we were petrified about germs and all that stuff. Um, but it was it was just, again, an extension of this sort of surreal experience. We were bringing this baby back to our home um, and, you know, having all our dreams come true. It was amazing. Uh, did you let your newborn baby have an airport Cinnabon? No, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to ask, I just wanted to ask a question that made Joe feel better about his questions. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Man. I'm just kidding. Oh, that's awesome. I wanted to know um, – when did you guys start on the nursery or did you start on the nursery? What was that process like? I know we're kind of jumping back in time a little bit, but what was that process like for prepping for Benet's arrival? Oh, yeah. So we, so we live in a one bedroom apartment in New okay. York city <laughs> and we know we need to move to a two bedroom apartment, but we live in a neighborhood that we love living in that we're priced out of. So for our next apartment, uh, our two bedroom, we're not going to be able to be in this neighborhood. And I fortunately have a six month parental leave. Um, and oh, because wow. I knew I was going to awesome. be on parental leave for six months, I wanted to be in the neighborhood that is like the most fun to be in. So we have a sure. crib that has wheels and we wheel her from the bedroom to the living room. So she sleeps in the living room at night. Okay. That cool. is awesome. Um, yeah. So I, I kind of want to touch on parental leave. So like the, my, that, that was a dad pro yeah. tip by the way. Yeah. Crib with wheels. Crib with wheels. <laughs> for, yeah. Yeah, man. For those parents around? that live in a, yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, that is really good. Um, so uh, I just got back. Well, not just got back, but um, yeah, my son was born and I got six weeks of parental leave with my company. And I know that was, that was a big deal for them to give six weeks because with my first kid, it was just two weeks. And that was very difficult for me and my wife. But she got six weeks of leave and I got two weeks. And now she got uh, uh, 16 weeks and I got six weeks. But that's insane to have six months. So is that something that – so you said you, you knew that. Was that something that um, – uh, so did your husband get this the same kind of parental leave or was his parental leave different for his company? My husband didn't get any parental leave. So really? I was fortunate to get this. He would, yeah. So at the, I work at American Express and American Express, all parents, dads, moms, primary, secondary, 
everyone gets 20 weeks and then they get another six oh weeks gosh. if they give if you actually give birth and then another two weeks on top of that if it's a c-section the wrong company I know, yeah. So I had 20 weeks, but then I also had six weeks of vacation left over because I obviously hadn't used it yet because it was still early in the year. Um, so it ended up being half a year. I'm still on it. That is yeah. fantastic. Wow. That's, That's just yeah. We touched. I know we touched on that in an episode previously about parental leave and the value for that, and it's just it's incredible. I know what I'm doing right now. My wife went back, and I'm using some leftover vacation time to delay our son going to the sitter that my daughter goes to, um, just to save on money and also have good bonding time. But that is crazy. So you knew you had the six months of parental leave, and it's just how has your leave been? with your daughter. How has that bonding process gone? Yeah. So, so how old is she now? She's four months next week. Okay. Nice. Four months next week. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested in this too. Let's dive in and let's unpack what this, uh, this four months of fatherhood has been like for you. Yes. <laughs> so it's hard. I mean, it's gotten, <laughs> it's gotten a lot easier. Uh, it, the first couple weeks, you know, or tough. I'd never done it, anything like that before. My parents are in New York City, close by where we live, so I have that sort of oh, support that's system. That's and and it's been great. Like, it's, I'm so happy that I've had this time to be with her. Um, I feel very close to her. Uh, and, you know, I, a lot of people ask my husband, like, are you jealous that you don't get to be home with her? And he's I mean, I, of course, he would like to have this long parental leave, but he so, feels so fortunate himself that his, that I get to that someone who is related yes. to her gets to be with her for this long period of time in the beginning. Yes. For sure, yeah, it's very important. I mean, you get the bonding process, you get the just figuring them out. It's just, oh, it's amazing time, and and it's it's been fantastic. I oh, I love babies. I really cherish this time that I've been back with my son. It's been it's been fantastic. So what? Um, what has been – oh, here's something that I know I really wanted to ask. Did you guys choose to do uh, breast milk? Like I know that there are breast milk banks where you can get milk, or did you guys choose to do formula? I'm very curious about that. That's a good question. So our surrogate actually um, nursed her for the first 24 hours in the hospital, so she got okay. the colostrum, I suppose. And then yes. randomly we have – three different friends who gave birth in January who all donated breast milk, frozen breast milk to us. So for the first oh, month of her life, awesome. she had three of our close friends, frozen breast milk. Um, but then after the first month we went to formula and she's been doing okay. great on formula. Nice. Great, great. That's awesome. I was, that's curious to me. So, yeah, I guess that brings me to the, at the end of four months, you know, you you're a four month old. And of course, uh, my condolences to your exhaustion and, and lack of sleep. Um, five years later, I'm, I'm still in the same boat. Um, oh, oh, no, give him hope, man. Don't do that. Don't do no, that. no, it, it's worth every moment. But it, it's a question that we ask all of our dads. So as, as a new dad, um, what do you think makes a, a good dad? Uh, that's, a, that's such a tough question because... <laughs> to be honest, I don't know what makes it good dad, but I think. <laughs> or I, mean, I guess okay. Oh, good. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say. Let me let me rephrase then. Um, what what kind of dad do you hope to be? 
<laughs> a good dad. I guess that, and it's, that's, a, that's a really open-ended question. Um, it's, it's a very general question, and it's always interesting to see how dads respond to it, you know, like what makes a good dad, whether, you know, some people say communication or, or understanding or love or whatever. But, Don't give the answers to the test. Yeah, yeah. We want to hear what <laughs> but, Charlie says. About but I, I'm just curious, like, if you were to look back, let's say, in five years, what's one thing that you hope that you've done, I guess, quote-unquote, right by your daughter? Right. So, I mean, she's very young right now, so I'm sure it will evolve and change. Like, what a good dad is to a three-week-old is probably very different than what a good dad is. <laughs> uh, I mean, of course, there's probably overlying things, you know, things that never change, like being loving and caring, etc. But I think right. for this phase, at least, what I have sort of requ- required of myself is to be very engaging and interactive with uh, Benet. So I try and, you know, treat her like a little bit like uh, uh, older than she is and we I talk to her constantly we read books to her nonstop. we take her on tons of walks and and try and get her to engage as much as she can and get excited by sort of the outside world you might think like sort of being stuck in a New York City in a city like this um she might be a little more cooped up, but I think it's a bit of the opposite because we take her outside and she sees sort of like so much diversity and there's so much going on and she's so attentive to the world and um, soaking it all in. And so uh, letting her have those experiences, even though she'll never remember them, um, and forcing myself to sort of just engage with her and make sure that she's interacting with the world is what's really important to me right now. Yeah, I know I can tell you from experience having a almost three-year-old and then having a um, God, is he going to be five this year or this month? Yeah, he's going to be five months. Wow. Sorry, time has flown by. Um, that talking to them, even from a young age, like you're like you're talking about doing and doing all that is does wonders for them. Because I know my daughter, like I was doing that and I felt a little like, am I being kind of silly? Like I, she's not talking back. What is what is this going to be like? But now she just, I mean, she's very perceptive and, and talks constantly. And we share, you know, all these experiences together. And I feel like the foundation of that was laid when she was this young. And, and it was something that I, you know, honestly, this is my second kid. And so I wasn't doing with my son for a little bit. And I felt bad about that. I had, you know, I was conflicted about that. And then, um, having this vacation time that I've had, I've really leaned into that and it's been fantastic. And I feel like we have this strong bond. And so I feel like I'm developing that base and you are absolutely right that it it goes a long way. So kudos to you for, you know, being a good dad already. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) so uh i have have a couple of more questions for you before we let you go here um the first one's kind of a two-parter i'm curious for the first part of it so you you shared your whole story about going through uh surrogacy and that whole process last episode with us so um the first part is i wonder um what do you think is the the most unexpected part of of surrogacy um that you that that you realized through that experience that you could share with other dads that are consider go, considering going through that, and then also the second part of that question would be since you've become a dad, what's the most um, unexpected uh, sort of aspect of that for you? Sure. So the unexpected part about surrogacy is sort of the lack of sort of control or even sort of having a roadmap. You 
sort of have to rely on a lot of different people who tell you what the next step is right before you take that step. There's not really anyone, or at least in our experience, there was no one who was like, okay, here are the 10 things or here are the hundred things that need to happen and a hundred things needed to happen, but no one would, no one is able to sort of list those all out in sequential order. So you sort of have a good understanding of what the process is. So it was surprising to me, um, because I'm, this can be a bit a type that I wasn't able to sort of, sort of wrap my head around, you know, what needed to be done. You sort of, sort of, are, wow, yeah. are, you sort of have to figure out how to sort of sashay through the process. And that's tough. Um, in terms of being a dad, I know I said it's, it's been, you know, it, it's tough to be this stay at home dad for the time being, but the surprising thing for me maybe because my expectation was that it was going to be so hard and that I wasn't going to be able to sleep at all is that it's really not that bad. And I think perhaps that's because, um, because we're both guys and we are not, neither of us are recovering from labor. Neither of us are dealing with breastfeeding issues, which I know a lot of women can struggle with. Um, the formula keeps her more full. Um, so we've actually, I wouldn't cat I wouldn't categorize up my experience as sort of like tons of sleepless nights and frustrations with this child. So it, it's really not it's not as hard as I had pictured it to be. Gotcha. Right on. Right on. Well, any other questions, guys? I guess the one thing I would say is, you know, you've touched on surrogacy and you've touched on you know this whole process and it's been just fascinating. Is there any any lasting advice you would have for somebody who who is a brand new dad kind of like some brand new brand new dad just inside encouragement for, oh encouragement encouragement, nice. encouragement yes because we all need that encouragement for a brand new dad well the piece of advice that worked for us is like we're, we're kind of stone cold uh, bitches for a lack of a better <laughs> word <laughs> with, uh, and we're very stubborn about you know like sleeping so we, we we don't give in to like the little cries and from the early stages we didn't do that and so for, and I I attribute to her sleeping through a night at six weeks because we were so uh, militant about sort of like forcing her to figure it out on her own but I know there's different views on that um you guys are but, better men than me uh, but, but that was that was the, the the strategy we employed and it worked for us so i i would advise anyone who's close to me to book into that strategy at least very nice right Which, on charlie we appreciate it so much uh for i've worded that terribly Charlie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing this whole experience with us we did have a quick question we wanted to ask you uh, we, after this after this cool. yes right yeah. Okay. Cool. Sure. So, okay. So just let's edit just get out that clean. what I just said. Yeah, and then let's just get we'll that clean go. again. So, Charlie, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your whole experience about being a brand new dad and the, the whole surrogacy process that went up through that. We really appreciate you sharing your and Kent's stories. Uh, stories. And I, I also, well, I did want to ask you, um, Kent's sister, who you shared with us on, on the last episode, uh, you shared that, that she had to go through the whole um, egg collection process twice. Does she get to lord that over you guys for the rest of uh, time and, and get her way on things? I mean, we do feel forever indebted, and she 
certainly wouldn't want us to feel that way at all. Um, but there's no way that we can't. Yeah, I mean, she she gets to. Even if she doesn't want to, she is. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure your story will really help out a lot of other dads yes. that are looking into surrogacy and then also, you know, dealing with being a new dad. So thank you very much for sharing. Of course, thanks for having me. And this is a great podcast. I really appreciate you guys asking me to be on. Thank you so much. Guys, that was, uh, I'm still in John's Thunder. That was really, really cool talking to Charlie. It was. It was cool. I think the cool thing, and, and of course, we mentioned this last time uh, at the end, but one of the coolest things about doing the show is we get to talk to dads who have had wildly varying experiences, and it's really cool to get alternate perspectives mm-hmm. um, on on the experience of fatherhood and seeing what exactly is universal across the board, and then also what is unique to each of you guys' experiences. Yep. Yeah, that's a great point. So it was very cool. It was very cool. I, I think what an insight into the world of, of uh, surrogacy. Yes, sort of, and in yeah. all the implications of that, and all. Uh, we it, it was really crazy just like not only like we touched on last episode with just the the price and then the whole process and the emotional process and like finding a surrogate and all that but just the actual like now the kids here and like you've gone through like you've gone through this whole emotional roller coaster on the front end yep. and you haven't even gotten to the kid yet like that's, <laughs> you haven't even gotten to the ups and downs of father yeah and it's just yeah. like that in and of itself is foreign to me because I'm just like tripping over myself with the ramifications of having a kid, you know, now two kids as opposed to going through all of the process that he and Kent went through on the front end. But I mean, kudos to them. There are dads that do that all the time. And it's just, it's crazy. It's great to hear that perspective. Well, and I also like that he, he talked about when her sleep into the nine, this kind of taking a very kind of hard line approach right. uh, of not responding to every little cry, which I think, as a parent, I did. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, Me too. oh, she's crying. Let's go figure it out. Right. Instead of letting her figure it out. And I think I'm doing a lot better with Bennett, but with Sylvia, it was definitely, like, every little thing. I mean, you, you did buy into that stock of Dimatap. Shh. Oh, <laughs> oops. That's, that's <laughs> no, frowned upon no, these days. <laughs> oh, that, that's right. I mean, I mean, so... It's at that it's at that point in the show where oh it's time for everyone's favorite segment <laughs> yes thank you for saving me John yeah uh, dad the, joke of the week and with this week's dad joke here's Joe everybody's favorite host Joe no yeah just my favorite it. host wait <laughs> my favorite host is John let's be honest oh everyone's favorite host is John well yeah, I appreciate true. that guys I'm not an actual dad so that's okay just, that's why I should be disqualified <laughs> yeah everyone's like, it's like oh he still has something to live for. No, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> Hashtag something to live for. <laughs> Just kidding. You guys okay. have much. Well, no, that's about to get dark too. I was gonna be like, no, you guys have much better reasons. I got a question to live. for you, John. <laughs> John, yeah. I got a question for you. Oh yeah, this is a great question. What do you call a dog that unlocks a door? What do you call a dog who unlocks a door? A husky. Oh wow. A, a husky. husky. What Cute. kind of dog unlocks a door? Husky. Cue the outro music. If I had a, if I had a the, the wave fire, I would just fire off the wave of the, the outro right there. Just go right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly a type of joke that a dad would tell. <laughs> uh, I guess we could say that. I could say, Joe, that was a real dad joke. <laughs> yeah. Congrats. 
Uh, so there you go. This week's dad joke, uh, which brings us to the very end of our episode. That guys. is correct. And I just want to say, good job, Charlie, for carrying us through that episode. Yes, that's right. You know what? I think this is the time of, of this episode where we should pat Charlie on the back, yes. pat our guest on the back for once, instead of thinking about ourselves first. Yeah. Are we turning over a new leaf? Are we becoming a less selfish podcast? Well, tis the season. Tis the season, I holiday mean, season. Yeah, I mean, if two-thirds of us are turning over a new leaf, then we're turning over a new leaf, there collectively. Right. That's true. I feel like all of our hearts have grown three <laughs> sizes today. Yes. Especially Galans. Especially Galans. But that's that's mainly because of the human growth hormone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just injecting. So I can have Barry Bonds and en- en- enlarged head. Yeah, totally. By the way, have you guys seen Sammy Sosa's picture in 2017? Have you seen this? No. no. Oh, where's he? He's he, white now. Yeah. He, Wait, he, what? He, Hold yeah, on. it's like he Do went. He, there's something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a Michael Jackson thing, but not vitiligo. I don't think. Oh, I don't know. Totally Maybe he does have vitiligo. Maybe he he developed it. Like, I don't know. That's really weird. That we went into like ah! the, the weird random baseball steroid right? user. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is but, crazy. But whatever, man. Hey, okay. man. Whatever. Whatever it. floats his boat. Whatever floats his boat. So, uh, thank you very much for listening to us. Before we sign off here, uh, we, we are going to play our hashtag game where we yes. vote on the official hashtag for the episode. Joe, what do we have here? Uh, that, oh, yeah. What was hashtag John, parent life. Oh, yeah. Hashtag parent life. Hashtag kids joy crap. <laughs> hashtag survivor gambon. Hashtag replacement Dumbledore. And hashtag something to live for. I am. Uh, I'm gonna go with hashtag Survivor Gambon because I think that is hysterical. <laughs> no, I'll, give you, I'll give you that Survivor Gambon. <laughs> All right, so uh, I mean that's gonna carry it, but right. I would have thrown in for hashtag Kids Joy Crap because uh, that makes me laugh. But no, it's hashtag Survivor, Survivor Gambon. Gambon. Uh, <laughs> it's not even Gambon. It's like the guy's name is Gambon or whatever. I know, like that. Gambon. <laughs> Get your Gambon. Oh man. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're that always. funny. We're that funny. It's always Gambons. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you didn't hear part one for some reason, go back and pick it up. Are you laughing because I'm trying to move it on? And like, <laughs> this is like the wave of humor is hitting. <laughs> Carry on, John. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, and if you know other dads uh, that you think would enjoy the show, please spread the word. You can also help us out by going out to iTunes and five-star rating and reviewing us. If you would like to pick up bonus content that we generally throw up after every episode. I don't know. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah go to Patreon. We generally throw up after every episode. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, go to Patreon.com slash Detox Podcast. Yes. Um, where for as little as $2 a month, you can get access to all the bonus content. But even if you don't want to spend any money on this train wreck of a podcast, you can get plenty of content up there yes. for free. But I would like to mention, we mentioned last time, I'll mention this time, Charlie recorded some bonus uh, content for us talking about his time on Survivor. Gabon, not Gambon, yeah. where he yeah. uh, kind of shared his story. So if you are a Survivor Guys, fan... Why can we, we can't put that up as the hashtag because he's going to see it and be like, those morons <laughs> got my season of Survivor wrong. So re- maybe, maybe kick in replacement Dumbledore would be my second vote. Okay, okay can we agree on that? Sure, I'm let's fine go, with that. We can, change, we can, we can do Dumbledore. a veto hashtag once this is, per year. And this is the first this time, the first time we've, we've, we've it, enacted yeah. it. Once hashtag per year, replacement. rolling 12-month period. Yeah, but well, the no. year's about to roll over. Gambons. Hashtag replacement Dumbledore. Okay. You had to go down to the store and buy a box of Gambons for yourself. <laughs> I did. 
He did. <laughs> All right. I feel bad for like taking away you guys legally no, no, no. voted in hashtag. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. No, no. I think it's appropriate. You, you, I think you interrupted. You, you, you gave an interrupt with logic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But logic uh, wins yeah. the day. If yes. That's even possible. Not normally when show. I'm involved, but, but uh, yeah. But yeah, Patreon.com/slash/detoxpodcast. Yep. If you uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes or Google Play, then go over to vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L. Um, or download the Vocal app on your Android or App Store. If you're listening your, to us on iTunes, your iTunes app, your yeah, app yeah. Store. If you're listening to us on Vocal, then be sure, as John said, to go over to iTunes, check us out there too. Leave a five star review that really helps us out. To repeat what John said, um, and, and then, check out the other cool shows that are on Vocal. Yeah, yeah. Like, and again, the radio stations and the podcasts. There's there's some good ones on there. Um, Indeed. Yeah, that, that Indeed. sounds good. I think that wraps us up, guys. Yes. I think it does. So until next time, hashtag replacement Dumbledore and hashtag be a better dad. Special thanks to John, Justin, and Eddie for supporting the podcast. Thanks so much, guys. Detox is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W.com. now.com.